0: On today's show, it's Zips time. Fangraphs released the Yankees 2023 projections. And if you don't know what Zips is, I'm going to explain it to you. All next on a brand new Locked On Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gatsoulias. If you're new, I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and I've been hosting Locked on Yankees since 2018. I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. So, it's time for Zips. Now, if you don't know what Zips is... Because not everyone knows what advanced stats are and not everyone goes to fan graphs and, you know, I'll tell you. So Zips is a system of player projections developed by fan graphs, Dan Zimborski. And he did this when he was at the Baseball Think Factory, which I read a long time ago. And I believe this is the 18th year that he's been doing Zips. Zips uses growth and decline curves based on player type to find trends. It then factors those trends into the past performance of those players to come up with projections. So they do it for every team. Today was the Yankees. And we're going to look at what Zips says for the Yankees. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Now, it's funny. You know, it's a whole whole article and there are numbers at the end. So if you're on your computer right now while you're listening to me or if you're on your computer while you're watching me, let's make this like class. Open up Fangraphs. You'll see it. It's there. It's probably one of the top articles for the day because, you know, zips is a big deal and people wait with bated breath for it. Now, it's funny. In the first paragraph about it, it says, it's really hard to be a lousy offense with Aaron Judge and it's really hard to be a great one without him. True, the Yankees were not otherwise stacked or destitute enough to buck that reality. With the return of their franchise slugger, if the Yankee offense doesn't lead the American League in runs scored, it shouldn't miss by a lot. The Yankees led the AL in runs scored last year and outside of Judge, they really didn't get any standout star-level offensive performances other than Matt Carpenter, but that only happened in 154 plate appearances. And yeah, you know, you had Giancarlo Stanton injured. You had Anthony Rizzo having injury issues, although they both hit over 30 home runs, 31 and 32, respectively. DJ LeMayhew, injury problems. Josh Donaldson couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Isaiah Conner-Falefa, he wasn't hitting for power, but, you know, he hit better than some of the guys on the team. Harrison Bader, we'll get to see a full season of him in 2023. And then you also have guys who can possibly make it on the 2023 team, guys who are going to be playing for positions like Anthony Volpe and Oswald Peraza. And, you know, it's possible that Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe will be the two guys in the middle of the infield. You'll have one at short, one at second, maybe the Yankees trade glaber. Who knows? And... You know, every team has injury risk problems, but the Yankees, after what happened last year, a little worrisome with them not really bolstering the offense with some sort of move to help out. So yeah, 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 yeah. And then as for pitchers, Zimborski says, (laughs) this is pretty funny, "Uh, judge may get the most press, which is true, but the Yankee rotation is downright terrifying. In a good way, not a bad way. It's a good way. Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon are as frightening a 1-2 as the Crosstown rival Mets have, and they're likely to be around a lot longer. Zips is finally a full believer in Nestor Cortez. And both Frankie Montas and Luis Severino have solid projections that only look light because of the projected innings totals. So, I, I spoke about this when they got Rodon. Obviously, the most important thing for both Montas and Severino is health but especially Severino I feel like we always have to attach the if he's healthy Luis Severino could be and it's just so frustrating because when he is healthy he's amazing and he's so much fun to watch but it's just so few and far between it would be nice to have I won't even say a full season of Luis Severino but maybe like three-fourths of a season of Luis Severino. That'd be great. That'd be really great. So five-sixths of, because <laughs> this isn't a full season, like six months. Yeah, five-sixths of Luis Severino. That'd be great. Um, now, he says the bullpen isn't quite the same level that it was at its peak from a few years ago when the Yankees seemed to employ half the league's closers. <laughs> he said, but the group remains solid despite a relative lack of marquee names. And it's true. There aren't really marquee, marquee names. Marti? Marquee, what? Marquee names. And you have Ron Marinaccio coming back. You have Wandy Peralta is the only lefty. That's the only problem I see in the bullpen. I don't know who they're going to get because they uh, Lucas Leckie with the Braves right now. He was the other lefty. And then as for other starters, um, Domingo Herman is one of the better sixth starters around, according to Zips. And it says that Zips also likes the team's AAA depth of below average but above replacement level starters better than parallel fill-ins available on the offensive side. Aha. So they like the AAA pitchers better than what they could possibly get from the hitters. Um, he says, unless Tommy John surgery becomes an unfortunate trend in the Bronx, Dan, why are you saying that? I expect the Yankees are more likely to add a hitter at the deadline than another pitcher. They need another hitter. (laughs) It would be nice if they could get a hitter before spring, but that's probably not going to happen. And he says, long term, Zips is kind of fascinated by the upside of Clayton Beater. And it would be amusing to me if he were on the roster in a World Series in which the Yankees were beating Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers. Sure, that would be kind of funny. So in a moment, we're going to look at the numbers and try and discuss them. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to basketball. We've got it covered at BetOnline.net. Now, the Yankees are leading the odds in the AL East to win the division. I was looking at the baseball futures on BetOnline.net. The Astros are favored to win the pennant. The Yankees are right behind them at number two. And the Astros and the Mets are number one and number two in World Series odds with the Yankees in third. But was that before Correa went to the Twins or after? And we're going to, we'll talk about that in a bit, by the way, because I have to. BetOnline.net is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. You can make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, he did a whole Yankees report on Monday's show, so check that out. I think it was Monday. What are days? I don't know what day it is anymore, so um, yeah, Locked On MLB Prospects. Check that out. So let's look at some numbers. As I said, we'll go into the main players. We'll talk about highly touted prospects that you may have heard of. And Ryan Lamar, where did he go? Because I I saw his name earlier on Twitter. He signed with someone. Because it was funny, as I was looking at the list, he's not that far down on the list in this Zips page. And I just thought it was funny that Ryan Lamar, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I just saw that he was traded somewhere. Or not traded, I think. Wait, hold on. The Twins. Everyone's going to the Twins. Carlos Correa is going to the Twins. Ryan Lamar is going to the Twins. It's a minor league contract. So good for Ryan Lamar. Okay. The projection for Aaron Judge 46 home runs, 120 RBIs. RSBI, technically. 168 strikeouts. Well, that's not bad. 152 hits. 106 runs, they expect him to have 543 at-bats, 643 plate appearances. 46 home runs is great. It's not 62. Don't expect that to happen again. Last year was magical. And the balls, something was up with the balls, which is why he hit so many home runs. But, you know, we won't mention that, even though I just did. DJ LeMayhew. Let's see, how many? Well... They're predicting 506 at-bats. I feel like that's generous, especially with his injury history. Plus, we don't know how he's doing right now. Have we heard anything about D.J. LeMahieu? It is January 11th. We need to hear about D.J. LeMahieu because, you know, uh, spring training is in a month and three days, right? Well, pitchers and catchers report in a month and three days. So um, (laughs) we need to find that out. Harrison Bader, 356 at-bats. Oh, LeMayhew, 12 home runs, 60 runs batted in. Harrison Bader in 356 at-bats, 13 home runs, 50 runs batted in. 89 hits, 13 stolen bases. Interesting. I would like for Bader to stay healthy. I would like to see him in a full season. I would like for his totals to be higher than that. But I think he could be fun to watch. He was fun to watch in the playoffs. He was one of the only bright spots in the playoffs offensively. So I would like a repeat of that. I would just like it spread out for the entire season. Harry, that'd be great. I'm wild about Harry. And plus, yeah, we'll hear John Sterling singing about how wild about Harry he is. Leave it to John Sterling to sing a song that's 100 years old about Harrison Bader. Then they have Anthony Volpe. 521 at-bats, 17 home runs, 77 runs batted in, 139 strikeouts, 24 stolen bases. (laughs) That would be great. I would love for Anthony Volpe to make the team. That'd be amazing. Gleyber Torres, 526 at-bats, 22 home runs, 79 runs batted in. I wouldn't mind that either. I would like for Glaber to be closer to 30, and I know I keep making this joke, and I'm going to keep making it, but I feel like now that his kid is older and he's probably sleeping better, Glaber will look a little bit better at the plate. I really would like a repeat of uh, 2019 when he removed Gary Thorne's soul from his body, because that would be great. Now this, (laughs) this is interesting. Josh Donaldson projected to have 426 at-bats, 19 home runs. (laughs) With the way Josh Donaldson was hitting last year, I could hit 19 home runs better, like, easier than he could. And I'm blind in one eye. And it's the eye where the ball's coming at me, because I'm a righty like he is. (laughs) 58 runs batted in. Oswald Peraza, 457 runs batted in. 15 home runs, 62 runs batted in. 111 hits, 123 strikeouts. Anthony Rizzo... 457 at bats just like peraza and 15 home runs nope i'm looking at the wrong thing uh 23 home runs down from his 32 72 runs batted in giancarlo stanton 460 at bats that would be nice if giancarlo stanton can stay healthy yes i'm knocking on wood people who are listening i have to every time i mention him i don't want to jinx him 30 home runs 80 85 runs batted in and that is in 460 at bats um now where are people are missing aren't they oh there's aaron hicks i'm like where's aaron hicks they're expecting aaron hicks to have 312 runs <laughs> 312 312 runs batted in that'd be amazing um 312 at-bats, 9 home runs, 35 runs batted in. Ben Rortfett is there. <laughs> Remember him? The guy that was part of the IKF and Josh Donaldson trade? Yeah. 7 home runs, 28 runs batted in, 226 at-bats. Isaiah Connor-Falefa, 505 at-bats. Please, no. No offense, but no I don't want to see that. Six home runs, he had four last season, 50 runs batted in. I really don't want, no, I don't want him to have that many at-bats. Because if he has that many at-bats, there's a real problem with the Yankees. Then we have the other guys, you know, um, Oswaldo Cabrera, 437 at-bats, 15 home runs, 59 runs batted in. Jose Trevino. 312 at bats, 7 runs or home runs, 38 runs batted in. Kyle Higashioka, 11 home runs, 34 runs batted in in 234. It bats uh, Austin Wells, catching prospect, famously born on July twelfth, 1999. The reason I know this, that was the first day I started at NBC all those years ago. So I will always remember his birthday when I found it out. I was like, well, that's going to stick in my brain for the rest of my life. 13 home runs, 55 runs batted in, in 373 at-bats. Jason Dominguez, 454 at-bats this season. Not in the majors, just 454 at-bats. Um, 11 home runs, 55 runs batted in. And Estevan Florial, 423 at-bats, 12 home runs, 52 runs batted in. And I'm trying to find anyone else that you guys will have heard of. I like how they have Marwan Gonzalez still there. He's not here anymore. Now, there's also advanced numbers that you can look at. You know, it has the average and what they think the war is going to be for the guys. Obviously, Judge is leading in that category. But I find it interesting that DJ LeMayhew is second in war. There's a big gap, of course. Aaron Judge, 7.4 war and 3.7 for DJ LeMayhu. So that's interesting. So in a moment, we're gonna look at how the pitchers might do according to Zips. And then we have a couple of other things to discuss, quick little teeny things that we need to discuss, nothing crazy, but we'll do that in a moment. But first, it's pitching time, okay. This is interesting. Carlos Rodon is listed first because he has the lowest ERA of starters. 303. I could deal with 303. This has him making 28 starts. 160.3 innings. That's not 160 and three-thirds because that would be 161. It's a point... They're decimal points. We'll go through everything when we go through all the other guys. One hundred twenty hits, fifty four runs batted in. He's going to give up sixteen home runs, walk forty six, strike out two oh seven. Garrett Cole, three oh nine ERA. Both him and Rodone, fourteen wins, six losses. Hey, I wouldn't mind that. Now, Zips is seeing Garrett Cole give up 22 home runs. I would much prefer that than 33. I mean, 22 isn't great, but it's better than 33. And it says he will have, it's projecting 224 strikeouts. Jonathan Loizaga is next at a 321 ERA. 56 innings pitched, 50 appearances. They think he's going to make two starts. That would be something. (laughs) Huh. 18 walks, 51 strikeouts, giving up four home runs in those 56 innings. You know, not terrible. Nestor Cortez, how will he do? I thought they said Zips liked him. 9-5 and five with a 3.43 ERA. 29 games, 23 starts, 139 innings. They see him giving up 119 hits. 17 home runs, 142 strikeouts to 37 walks. Ron Marinaccio also 3.43 ERA, 57.7 innings, 78 strikeouts to 28 walks, six home runs. They see him going 2-0. Wandy Peralta four and three with a 3.48 ERA. And they see his strikeouts to walks as 47 strikeouts to 19 walks. Gives up five home runs in those 51.7 innings. They see Tommy Canely throwing over 41 innings. Also a 3.48 ERA. 47 strikeouts, 13 walks. Luis Severino. Okay. They're projecting 104 innings. Just over 104 innings seven and three record, 3.54, I said that very weird. Let's try that again. 3.54 ERA. Uh, 31 walks to 108 strikeouts, 12 home runs. Clay Holmes. They project him to be in 57 games with a 3.77 ERA. 65 strikeouts to 27 walks, 4 home runs, interesting, 62 innings on the nosy. Michael King, oh there was an update on Michael King, I saw it earlier, 4-3 um, with a 3.88 ERA, 40, 48.7 innings. 67 strikeouts, 18 walks. They expect him to give up eight home runs. I would just like for him to be healthy because, man, his was a big loss, really. His was one of the biggest, actually, last season. Um, that was a devastating loss. There it is, yes. Yankees reliever Michael King threw his first 10 pitch bullpen on Monday and felt good. Coming back from elbow surgery that did not require Tommy John, King is an important bullpen piece this year. He was an important piece last year. That's why losing him was so big. Yeah, he was really good last year, and that was just a major, major bummer. Frankie Montas. Excuse me, Frankie Montas. I really can't say it the way everyone else does, and I know that's how you're supposed to say his name. It just does not work with my mouth. 10-7, and 7, 3.97 ERA, 140.7 innings. They expect him to give up 129 hits, 20 home runs, 146 strikeouts to 43 walks. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind 3.97 in that spot because you have Cole, you have Rodon, you have Cortez, you have Severino, and then Montas as your fifth starter. Well, that's fine to me. <laughs> Domingo Herman, the sixth starter. Zip sees him going 6 and 5 with a 4.10 ERA in just under 99 innings, 87 strikeouts, 26 walks, 14 home runs. Mm. You know, Luis Heels coming back hopefully. Um. Who else? Oh, Louis, uh, I almost said Luis. Lou Trevino. 4.25 ERA coming out of the bullpen. 58 games. Yeah, 58 games. 55 innings. 24 home runs. No, <laughs> that's not it. 7 home runs, 24 walks, 60 strikeouts. And I'm trying to see all the other guys, like if there are any important or familiar names for all of you, because I know not everyone pays attention to the guys in the lower levels. No offense to the guys in the lower levels, but a lot of people just pay attention to the Yankees and not the minors. Davey Garcia, 5-5 five and five with a 5.01 ERA in 79 innings. 79 strikeouts, 42 walks, 11 home runs given up. He's a real enigma, Davy Garcia. Because he's one of those guys, it's like he could be either really good or really terrible. There's almost no in between with him. So yeah, that's those are the Zips projections. And I mean, this doesn't this isn't like written in stone and anything can happen, you know. You watch baseball, you realize that that's how baseball is and it's just fun to look at these numbers to kind of imagine what could possibly happen during the season and you know you never know so yeah zips up on fan graphs go look at it so MLB tweeted out world series predictions for the next 10 years by the way it is freaky as heck seeing the next 10 years written out in front of you okay So if you did not see the tweet, this is what they're predicting. And let me know in the comments if you notice what's missing. Okay? 2023, Dodgers over the Blue Jays. 2024, Mets over the Orioles. Nice rematch from 1969. 2025, Giants over the Yankees. 2026, Mariners over Cardinals. 2027, the Yankees beat the Cubs. That'd be amazing if they won in 2027 on the anniversary of 20 uh 1927. 2028 Orioles over Dodgers. 2029, Tigers over Braves. (laughs) 2030, Angels over Phillies. That might be Mike Trout's last year, right? 2030? He's gonna be old then. 2031, Red Sox over Brewers. 2032, Guardians over Reds. What's missing? There's something missing. Something that's been involved in the playoffs for the past how many years, and they're not in any of these? What? MLB, what kind of crystal ball are you looking into? Because I want whatever that crystal ball is smoking. Because I can't see how this is possibly going to happen. (laughs) And what was the other thing? Oh, someone on Twitter said to quote tweet their tweet with name a famous Tim without looking it up on Google. And I said Tim Wakefield. That's just how my baseball brain works. So it's Zips Day. Go to Fangraphs, Look at the numbers. I read some of them off, but if you want to look at everything else, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Oh, and there's also comparisons. Um... Which are pretty cool. You know, like the pitchers, they have pitch comps. Three different players. Like Carlos Rodon, Hal Newhouser, Lefty Grove, Ron Guidry. Not bad company. Nestor Cortez, Bobby Shantz, Cole Hamels, Madison Bumgarner. Also not bad. Not shabby at all to be compared to. And this is just from, like, the projections and how they are. And then hitter-wise, Aaron Judge... Uh, Pedro Guerrero, Jack Fournier, Mickey Mantle. Now, Harrison Bader's Kevin Kiermeyer, Deion Sanders, Dwight Smith. That's quite a group right there. Kevin Kiermeyer now of the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. And Anthony Rizzo, Norm Cash, Kent Erbeck, and... Edwin Encarnación 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 I missed that sound. Okay. So that is it for today's episode of Lockdown Yankees, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to us on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment on YouTube as well. Click the bell so you know when our videos go live. And thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, he did discuss the Yankees on Monday. So, or no, not Monday, Tuesday. Monday is his minor league his mailbag show and then he does regular episodes Tuesday through Saturday. So listen to his show. So enjoy your Wednesday evening and I will talk to you all tomorrow.